Bugaholics, welcome back what to up, another what episode. Up. What? Keep going. God, every time. Ad libs. Every time. Ad libs. You don't need ad libs for three seconds in when I'm saying what's up to the people. Migos do it. Yeah, because Migos are successful. All right. Because they just make a bunch of random sounds. All right, fuck You don't got to do that. Garrett, you want to know why? Because I put it in for an hour. So now when you dickheads don't touch the computer, it doesn't black out. So I got to get up to touch it with my fingerprint. Shit. Yeah, that's money off your pay Real now. Real quick, the crew's in here. We got fairy tale to my left. You guys is right. <laughs> we got Garrett on the side over there looking Peter handsome. Patter. Cody right in the back. Arrow. We got Evan on the side right here. Welcome back to the crew. Big F, finally back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, it. It. that's it. And guys, uh, before we start this episode, we got to let you guys know where you can find the most comfortable clothing for your gym, for the bars, for the hookups, and everywhere else you need them. Vantage, athletic. Guys, we wear the uniforms all the time. You got the pants. You got the goddamn mm-hmm. shirts. You got the hats. And you know what? I feel so confident when I go to the gym. Me too. I've been getting gains lately, guys. Right? My muscles... Yeah, Evan, I know you're, you're a big guy over there, but look at these muscles, all right? You want to know why I got these? Vantage. Not even Slinging the gym. Mail, you put guys. on a Vantage t-shirt, you get strong as uh, hell from that. Guys, AdvantageAthletic.com. Use it. the promo code BoogeredUp. You can get 10% off on your clothing. It's comfortable, and you guys will appreciate that fucking extra touch that they put into their clothing. Take advantage of that Vantage promo code. Ah, boom. But guys, we have a very, very, very special guest for you guys tonight. Uh, Man. What are you doing? You're going to hurt yourself by the end of this intro. I know. It's all bone. You got no meat on that leg. Hell no. <laughs> and I wrote a very nice thing that I want to read from word to word, so I'm going to go look up here real quick for you guys. Yuck. <clears throat> Ooh. We have a very special guest on tonight, former NFL player, with not one, but two Super Bowl appearances. College Football Hall of Fame, class of 1991. Yeah. You may have seen him on Hill Street Blues. Ooh. But... We got a pretty good idea Fuck. that everybody who is watching and listening to the Boogered Up podcast has seen this man on Blue yeah, Mountain yeah. State playing one of the best coaches of all time, Coach Marty Daniels, a.k.a. Boogaholics. Welcome, Ed Marinaro. Did I pronounce Whoa. that right, boys? Am I okay. already kicked off? Great to be Am here, I fired? Guys. Great to be here. Awesome. Ed, did I did I pronounce that right? You kind of te- taught me. You did. You did a good job. Way to go! <laughs> Shut up. Coach guys. told me I did good, guys. Welcome no, to the thirty Bo- laps. Welcome to the Boogered Up Podcast, Ed. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I, um, you know, I live down in Charleston, South Carolina. A little Ooh. warm down here right now, but uh, life is good. Just had a wonderful dinner with my wife and uh, drinking a little. Uh, Rosé. It's the rosé season, so um, okay. life is good right now. So oh. you're saying you're enjoying yourself. You got a whole lot of papers back there. You, you look like you're a little busy there as well. <laughs> yeah, this is my wife's office. I don't have a, 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 a desktop computer. So we got all oh, that's kinds okay. of... If you saw the other side of the wall, it's all pictures of my son. I got a son who's nice. uh, just finished his freshman year at Cornell, plays football. Ooh. He's a stud. Oh, following dad's footsteps. I love it. Yeah, so he's uh, he's home. He's working right now. But uh, this is a bit of an homage to him. You can't see it, but uh, he's a stud. He's a stud. Is he better than you back in the day? Please. <laughs> 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 I love it. You know him. what? You know what? It's, obviously, it's a different uh, generation. But his uh, – Right. He, he's, he's probably a – a better baller. Well, I shouldn't say. That. You know, he played three sports in high school. He was. He made honors in football, 
basketball, and he was a really great lacrosse player. He probably could have played college lacrosse, but you know, we're just focusing on uh, uh, football at Cornell. It's pretty demanding academically, so uh, you know the, the, the football season takes enough of his time and his commitment. So he's going to enjoy the you know the, the season, the off season. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Is he starting out there as a freshman? Uh, you know what? He was really doing well, and then he unfor- unfortunately he um, tore his labrum in his shoulder, um, scoring a touchdown. So he had uh, uh, at least he did it for the right reason. In January, and he's been rehabbing. You know, he's still doing a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, physical therapy on his shoulder, and, but he'll be ready to go come uh, August, and I think he's gonna. He's going to be a factor. He's a, he's a really good athlete. It's my son. Obviously, I'm prejudiced, but I, you know, he 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 can. He was a quarterback in high school, and he can catch the ball. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. So I'm I'm excited to see how he does. And you know, he's only going to be a sophomore, and because he got hurt, he got an extra year of eligibility in the Ivy League. Oh, so the red shirt. Basically, nice, he's got nice. four more years if he chooses to. So right. We just had our guy. We just had our guy on the side. You met uh, beforehand, Evan. He just uh, looked him up, uh, and he gave us quite the big eyes. He goes, he, "This is, he, yeah, he's, yeah." So, I think he passed the test over there. Uh, our man uh, Evan uh, played college football as Not well. Not as good looking as you, but he might be a better athlete at the end of the day. You will never know. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> he's already predicting. He said potentially. He said there's potential there. Yeah, he's. A, I love he's that. A good, he's, a, he's a good looking kid too. He's got got all the girls. But like father, like son. He, he should have like went to Blue. Like son. He should have went to Blue Mountain State. <laughs> what you're saying is, if your son showed up to Blue Mountain State, there would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. He would be, uh, he'd be the big man on campus. But um, oh. you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good kid. Doesn't listen to anything I have to say. But you know, that's sort of typical of a 19 to 20 year old boy with his dad. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, it's challenging at times. I, I, I have to keep reminding you. you know, I tell him, hey, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you've been, you really haven't made first string on the varsity and I'm in the College Football Hall of Fame. I know what I'm talking about. Okay? Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you kind of have some acknowledged in your some you know, accolades. Book, you know, a, a little bit. You've walked the walk a little bit. First ever running back to yeah, rush. Well, you know, you know, you all have, we all have dads and, College. you know, your dad doesn't start to make any sense until you, uh, you know, you get a little older, but. It's a process, and you have to kind of accept that. Someday, as long as I can stay alive long enough. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Getting yourself in a little bit of trouble over there, Ed? No, I'm, uh, you know, i got a good life here. You know, I'm, a, I'm an avid golfer. I like to fish. You know, I, I, oh, yeah. I work. Big golfers uh, here. What are you shooting on 18, Ed? And, you know, so that's uh, it's good. i got a, a pretty good life. I, but I've earned it. I worked hard for Many years and you know committed myself. What are you, to, what are you shooting on? A, what are you shooting on an eighteen? Professions. And... What are you shooting on eighteen, Ed? Oh, God, I'm probably in the mid eighties. Ooh, yeah, but remember, He's so I'm, I'm, fairly well. I used to hit the ball a long way. Now I, you know, I, I don't. I, I got to rely on my skill and uh, you know being able to chip and putt. That's my game. Oh yeah, 
You've got the you got the the one fifty straight drive every time. No, a little more than that. Come on, man. He <laughs> said, "Come on, I'm not, I'm not dead yet." Put some respect <laughs> to my name. I love it. Uh, but you know, speaking of your accolades, you know, I mean, Nick, if you want to go with this? You were pretty yeah. good on the on the research of Ed. You were very oh, excited. Yeah. So uh, I noticed, like, you were drafted. What was that feeling like getting the phone call that you're being drafted to the NFL? Because not a lot of people get that phone call. You know, it's very slim to none, honestly. Well, you know, I know you guys know a little bit about what happened this year's NFL draft, which... um, What happened? What happened this year? (laughs) Anyway, it was, you know, when I was, it was, it, it's an extravaganza now. I mean, there, there were, there had to be 50,000 people in Vegas watching this draft. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It was overwhelming. It was like, uh, I felt like the Pope when I walked out there. The crowd just was endless. Holy heaven. And, and that, when, was I was, when I was drafted, I was, uh, like I said in my little kind of repartee, during the uh, when I was up there at the draft, you know, I was sitting in my apartment at Cornell and waiting for a phone call. You know, I had my college roommate there, my college girlfriend, just waiting for the phone to ring. And it rang, and you know, this uh, the general manager of the Vikings, Jim Finks, said, "Hey, congratulations, you're a Minnesota Viking." And that was pretty much it. No, no hoopla, no nothing. I, I mean, I didn't even know who to, I, I called my parents and told them that, but it was, it was, it was nothing like it is today. So it was, uh, so I think I kind of maybe took advantage of that when I was at the draft and tried to have a little, you know, be a little uh, retrospective and share with uh, the people out there, you know, what it was like back in, you know, 50 years ago. Because the reason, right. one of the reasons I think that they asked me to do this for the Vikings, it was 50 years ago that I was drafted. So 50 years, I guess, had a certain amount of significance to these people, and they, you know, they invited yeah. me. But you know, they, they they had to know that. You know, I've been in show business for 40 years, so I wasn't going to let the opportunity in front of like 50,000 people to. <laughs> Not take advantage of it, have a little fun. <laughs> Hell for the yeah! Most part, for the most part, I mean, on my you know, look, I'm not a big social media person. You know, I, I, I dabble a little bit, you know, in Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff like that. But this was the first time I, I, I guess, I felt the wrath of these basement dwellers on Twitter. Oh yeah! Really went after me because I took three minutes to do my little shtick, if you will. Yeah, I think everybody in this room can agree that that three minutes was a great three minutes. I don't. I, I don't think anybody in this room had a problem with you. No, yeah, you should totally you know what? And, short and I know that. I mean, for the most part, most of the response I got from uh, people on social media was positive. But you know, you guys. You know, that's your thing now. But, you know, I'm not used to being attacked, even if it's by a few people. And and, and kind of that, that that's a whole different subject. But I think that what that's what happens to a lot of younger people, particularly young athletes on social media, you know, who get 
smoke blown up their butts all the time. And, and you know, that, that's what they like to hear. And all it takes is one, you know, dickhead to, you know, say something bad about them. And they kind of go in the toilet. And right. I kind of related to that because instead of thinking about all the positive things that were said to me about my my uh, draft appearance, I kind of just sort of remember the really nasty ones. They called me a you know an old fuck and um, you know shut the hell up and you know it was it was it was kind of like whoa man get a life you know and I'm, you know I just right who are these people that are going after me. You get kind of defensive, but anyway, it was, it was an interesting experience. I um, I had a good time. I had never watched the NFL draft in thirty years. I had no idea what the procedure was. In fact, okay. I asked these people. I was backstage, and I asked these all these you know NFL. Minions who were running around with earphones on, and I, I Great grabbed, I grabbed them and out. I said, "What? What do I? What do I do?" I said, "Do uh, you gonna? Do I get something? Are you gonna give me something?" They go, "Oh yeah, we'll give you a, a little card, and you read the draft." I said, do, you, "Do I say anything?" And they said, "Yeah, you know, go ahead and say something." I said, and I remember saying to this girl, "Can I? Can I have some fun?" They go, "Yeah, have some fun." So I went out there, and and and. I gotta tell you, it was it was overwhelming. You know, I've been in front of a lot of people, but that was the. I don't think I've ever been in front of as many people. It was it was like overwhelming, and and I've been doing this for a long time. The crowd went as far as you could see. It was like I was at Woodstock. You guys are too young to remember Woodstock, but it was like <laughs> you know, I was at a rock concert. It was incredible, yeah, and no. it went and it went forever. And I went out there and I went, oh, wow, this is so cool. I'm going to have some fun with this shit. You know, I'm going to have a... Everything that you had planned in your head was just thrown out the window as soon as you saw the sea of people and you go, fuck oh, no, it, no, fun. I just said, I said, I said, you know, this is, this is cool. This is cool. And, you know, with all due respect, there were a lot of Blue Mountain State fans out there. And when I made reference to Blue Mountain State, they, you know, these, all these crazy... Oh, we, I, you heard on the TV. You heard everybody as soon as you said "Go Goats." Everybody was like, "Holy shit!" He said "Go Goats." I, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 you know, this girl comes out, and she, you know, no one told me I had like sixty seconds to do this thing. No one told me anything. Again, and I was sitting. <laughs> You weren't informed at all that you had a timeline at all. I had no idea. I, I'm sitting there. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking IPAs in the green room, hanging out with Marcus Allen and and uh, Barry Sanders. And, oh, did, were you a little Zonka. Did you get a little booger? And then they tell me I got to go out there. You know, well, well, this is interesting. A little sideline. When I got there, they tell me that I'm going to be the second guy to go. Okay. okay? Now, like, before that, they brought all of us out. Just for the crowd to see who we were. You know, it was everybody who was going to be a presenter for the second round of the draft. We all go out there. That's when I looked at the, this crowd. I went, whoa, this is amazing. Then we go back inside, and they start the whole thing, and they tell me, you know, you're going to be second. You're going to be the second person to go out and, and announce the draft. So I go, cool. So 
Ten minutes later, my son, who's watching this thing, texts my wife and said, the Vikings just traded their draft pick. Dad's not going to go out there now. So they come in and go, they traded their draft pick. You're not going to go for an hour. So I go, okay, that's, that's fine. And so I go, I sit down, I have a couple of IPAs, bullshitting with everybody. Then they come back and they go, they traded their draft pick again. You got to go out there now. And it was like 20 minutes later. So that's when I go out there and, you know, I'm, and again, I was overwhelmed by this, this crowd. And I, you know, I just, I mean, I, literally I was, I, I, I timed it, which was sort of sick of me. I feel like I had to time it, but just to validate the fact that I didn't, you know, I wasn't like taking up like whatever. So, right. so, uh, you know, it was like three three minutes, and the girl comes out and she she sort of like gestures, read the card. I go, whoa, Jesus! I mean, I was having a little fun. I was having a little fun, and she's all like, you know, again, no one told me I had a time limit. So anyway, right. I go I go back inside, and my wife is there, and you know, I said, boy, that was fun, man, that was fun, and then. The reaction I got was like, I mean, I was really surprised. I mean, I never expected it to get to be, you know, like some people were really offended. Most people said I was fun. I changed, you know, I made it, you know, just perked up the whole thing a little bit. But it was, uh, it was an experience. I, I, I'll be interested to see if they invite me, ever invite me back again. I think it might be a running joke now if they do to just be like, all right, Ed, go out there for three minutes and just take as much time as you want when everybody else is just going to get in there and say like, hey, my name is Ron and the Cincinnati Bengals select blank. And then they walk off. Ed goes up and Ed's like, all right, the main event's here. Here comes five minutes. So let's have fun. Fuck yeah, I'm with it. Well, you know what? That I really, again, had I had I even taken any time to watch what the other people were doing, I might have done that, but you know, I've been in show business for forty-five years. You know, you, no, you got nothing to apologize for. You enjoyed your time. It, and it, you was, did a it was splendid. It was job. Good. I got to see some uh, old friends, and you know, they flew me to Vegas, me and my wife, and I got to eat for free for two days. It was great. Oh, that's, Heck yeah, you that, can't that's beat a flex that right there. That's and a that's flex. on them for not telling you you had a time limit, man. That's them. They were unprofessional. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, it's, it's over, babe. I love it. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we want to talk more into it. How was it playing in a uh, Super Bowl? I mean, you want to talk about pressure. You know, you played in not one but two Super Bowls. So how were those Super Bowl appearances for you? How did they turn out? And, you know, what did you do anything in the game? Did you have fun? Um, did you have fun? Yeah, you know, you got to remember that what are they? Super Bowl Fifty Four. I played in Something Super like Bowl that. Eight and Nine. So, everybody in this room, I know you can't see the other people in here. Everybody just turned their head slowly and looked at me, and they said, "He said eight and nine. <laughs> I played in the last two Super Bowls that were single digit. So that's um, that's uh, my claim to fame. No, it was a, it was. It was a relatively new game. It was still a big deal to get to doing it. Yeah, the biggest deal was that yeah, absolutely. you know right. we got playoff we got playoff money, and we none of us were making a whole lot of dough. So 
you know, play, getting to the Super Bowl meant you you won your conference championship, you won your division championship, and then you got to go to the Super Bowl, and all those were like you made more money, which was a big deal because right. I wasn't. None of us were making like what they make today. Um, I made for for losing the Super Bowl. I made seventy five hundred dollars. The winner got fifteen thousand. Uh, for winning the NFC Championship, I got eighty five hundred. And for getting to, to win on our division, I think I got a game check, which is, you know, basically what you would normally get for the whatever your salary is. We played fourteen games, divided into fourteen. Boom! That's what you got for the first playoff game. So. You know, I wasn't making a lot of money, so that was kind of a big deal. It almost, uh, you know, equaled my salary. Right now, I, and I, I just searched it online not long ago, and you know, I mean, they make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to just get into the Super Bowl. Holy shit! I mean, I didn't make one hundred fifty thousand in my whole career, so wow. that was kind wow. of a big deal. Um, to put it in perspective. If I remember correctly, the halftime entertainment was the Tulane marching band. So um, we, we didn't have Justin Timberlake and uh, you know, Hell yeah. Anna Jackson. It was it was it was like you know no one even gave a crap about you know the, they didn't the even think about having show. a halftime and show was worth something at that time. Wow! So you know, obviously Man, you really it was got a, some time a different on. time, a different game, but you know. I'm lucky that I got to play in, in – I can tell people today that I played in two Super Bowls, but it, it's nothing – it was nothing like it is now. I mean, now it's like oh, yeah. Yeah, an international event. And, um, yeah, but I got two Super Bowl rings, two NFC championship rings. Hey, nice. Shit, when you're talking about Super Bowls, money don't matter at that point. You're playing on the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, you can. All you have to do is inform somebody that you played in the Super Bowl, and everybody's ear perks up, and they go, "Wait, you did what?" Got me. It's got, it's got me like, a lot of free drinks over the years. You know. Yeah. Hey, that's worth it. That's worth it. That's you just, what we like. What you're saying is, you, bang, you, like seven, you bang your ring on the bar and you go barkeep. They go, "What the hell is that?" You know? I mean, it has a different ring to it. But what you're saying is, you got 7,500 for the play for the Super Bowl appearance. But if you equal out the money for the drinks that you got for that, you're looking at probably around a roughly, I'd say, 10k at least by now. Hey, that's when beers were a buck and a half. So, oh man, I, goodness, uh, I wish. I, I wish. They're not, they're not that anymore. Trust me, we're going up on hard times right now. Thieves, those things are running at like three dollars a pop just for a Bud Light. You know what? I was um, when I was in college. I was the Columbus, Ohio touchdown club player of the year. Really? You guys are in Ohio. That's what I'm saying. I would, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's when that's that when hits us you guys are way too young. Like remember? That. That's when Woody Hayes was the coach, and. Uh, Rex Curry got a big Buckeye fan there. over here, so he got pretty excited. You said that name. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the, when Ohio State. That was they, that was a great time for Ohio State football. They had Jack Tatum, Rex Kern, Jim Stillwagon. 
Um, it was a. They were really good. But anyway, I was player of the year for the Evan. You can Columbus talk. Touchdown. He's over. We got, just, we got Evan over there just excited as hell. You're saying Porter all these names. Up, he's just smiling. Just. I wasn't even thought of when these names were big, but I just. You know, you know who the MCs were for that. And again, you, I don't know. I'm even telling you guys this, but the MCs for that Columbus <laughs> Touchdown Club was Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. Do you remember? You know, Don Meredith. They did Monday Night Football. They started Monday Night Football. Yeah. And they made okay. Monday Night okay. Football. Howard Cosell was this, you know, crazy guy who never played sports in his life, but he was uh, – you got to look him up. He's, he's a legend, Howard Cosell. And he did it with Danny Don Meredith, who was a former quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And they became, oh. like, the, the hottest ticket in, in, in football. And um, – off of they, that they, they, they were going around the country. It was my senior in college. And they were going around doing, you know, probably making, you know, a little bit of dough, being MCs at all these college football and all these events. But uh, that, I remember that's what I remember. Those guys. They were really cool guys. Well, hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, do you have any? Uh, you have any fun stories regarding your uh, your times there in the leagues? With you know going to the Super Bowls and that nature, you got any fun stories that you could share of that? No. <laughs> no, it was pretty. It was pretty boring time. You know what? It was just uh, you know a different era. I was uh, you know playing in Minnesota. You know that was the. I, I had a great time. I was there for four years, but. It was kind of the last place that I wanted to go to. Oh when, yeah, during, trust me, I know. It was draft time. I uh, we're actually we're we're actually going to be heading there when this episode drops on Friday. We'll be on a plane to Minnesota. Where? Where are you going? Pine City. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drop the information fully at the end of this episode. We're gonna be <laughs> partnering up. With Look, a, I, I love Minnesota. Place. It turned out to be a great place. I made so many great friends. But I played in two of the ten coldest games in NFL history. That sounds fucking. That's horrible. fucking awesome. It was. It was not fun. It, I played. It was Aww. thirty-five below zero. It was. It was back-to-back games in Minneapolis. We played the Chicago Bears and we played the Green Bay Packers in Minnesota, thirty-five below zero. And Bud Grant, who was a Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame coach, did not allow heaters on the sidelines. Oh, what a prick. So now you, see these, you see these guys today, they got these benches that are heated. and The other team had heaters. We didn't. And we were in the old, we had played in this old stadium, Metropolitan Stadium, and both teams were on the same sidelines and we could look down the sideline and you see these teams, they had these big heaters. You could see the heat coming off and all the guys were standing there and they were like laughing at us because we're standing there freezing our asses off. I'd be pissed. But, but, Did you um, their ass? we, we beat the Bears when we lost to the Packers. It was my rookie hey, year. Fuck it. But it was, um, yeah, fuck the it Bears. really sucked when, fuck you, the when, Packers. You, when you weren't playing. 
and they told you to go in the game, like in the middle of the second quarter, you've been stay there, freeze your ball off, and then they tell you to go in there, you, your hands are numb, your feet are numb, you can't even move. Then you go in there on a kickoff return, they have to block some big old second string center who's covering kickoffs, and who's, uh, one one little bit of contact and it's like you're a frozen man that just crumbles. Your body went into like a, a frozen spasm when you hit somebody. It was it was. Uh, God it was, damn, was, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I would definitely not be a fan of doing that. I get low blood circulation in my hands, so I probably would have been crying after like four minutes on that field. I would have been like, dude, can I just go home? I'll take my check for the game. I'll go home. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it was not. It was not a. Uh, it was not fun, you know, and, and, and yeah, I kind of knew that when I went to Minnesota. I, I knew that it would be cold at some point, but nothing like that. It was, uh, it was, it was sort of unfair and uncivilized. We, now they play in a dome. We, we where were you? Where were you born? Where were you born and raised? Where were you out of? I grew up in uh, New Jersey and New York, and you know Cornell is upstate New York, so. You know, I knew about cold weather because it got really cold right. up there, but I never had to play games in that cold weather. Um, we're usually done right before Thanksgiving, so, you know, I mean, I, w- I lived up there, went to college, went to class there, it was cold, but I never had to play in that kind of weather, so. Right. Did you and your teammates, you know, you guys ever just snap each other in the locker room after a loss or a win, you know? Like, there was nothing else to do. You guys just ever, He's talking about without clothes on. Like, yeah, you know, like, pre- you know, little pre-shower this, snapping. shower, pre-shower snapping, I guess is what you call it. Are you implying that we were gay back then? Is that what you were No, I'm just asking, you know, if you just ever gave anybody a little love tap. Of course we did. <laughs> we, we, would have, we had fun. We, uh, you know, we had great teammates. It was, um, you know, it was a different mentality back then. You know, the guys were uh, so happy. Yeah, he was so I happy. Did that, he uh, said, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh yeah." I used to do that in the locker room with my buddies for hockey, and I made this. I made the. I snapped my buddy the one time on. I watched it split his shoulder open. And he started bleeding. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, bro. I was just like, "Oh my god." I put some power behind it, though. Like, what the fuck it sounds like it. What the fuck? Look at Huge. This. We had, we had guys, we had, remember, when I was there, we had guys who were 22 and we had guys who were 32. So, oh, yeah. You know, the older guys were not snapping each other's asses with towels back then. They were, oh, damn. Oh, it. man. I would have been. I'd be like, oh, well, I think I think everybody in this room and on the computer understands that you would have. Nick. Okay, Nick is 100% letting these Facebook Nick's guys know right now. Nick's a 12 year vet in the NFL and he's still walking around wheeling that bitch out just to wing it. Come here, rookies, you fucks. I'm not going to say I never did it, but, you know. Oh, I'm like, come here, Rook. That. Come here, Rook. You ain't paying for that rookie dinner. Well, speaking of speaking of weird shit, you know, uh, we wanted to get uh, everybody that's listening a good backlog on you. Because, you know, there's a lot more to your character and story than just uh, what I'm about to say next. Because you, you're talking Super Bowls. You're talking Heisman potential. You're talking College greatness, Hall of Fame. greatness and records on college football that people might not have known of. And the draft. I mean, everybody, if you hadn't seen the draft, you got to watch the draft. It's a great video. But everybody here is like, oh, my God, the thumbnail. Holy shit. That's Coach Marty Daniels. How was it being a part of that cast on Blue Mountain State as the coach? 
You know, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. You know, I've been doing this, I've been in Hollywood entertainment business acting for, you know, a long time. And, you know, I got, I've done a lot of good stuff, done a bunch of movies and several TV series. Right. But to be at this stage in my career and be at my age to, to do a show that kind of resonated with guys like you has really kind of been fun. Because my, you know, I get everywhere I go. And, you know, I did that show 10 years ago. Yep. And when it was first on, it was like once a week on Spike TV. Mm-hmm. That was like probably, I think, like 2010, 2011. Yeah. It was on for three seasons, and, it, you know, it had its following. You know, it took a little time. But then what really kind of created this cultish kind of situation was when it went to <laughs> Netflix. And it was on Netflix mm-hmm. for four years. Yes. And that's when it was introduced to a whole different generation of younger kids who were too young to watch it when it was on, you know, in 2000. Fuck yeah, we were. Hell yeah, we were. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's what happened. And and when you had the ability to binge watch it, I mean, yep. it, it created an audience. Now, it might, you know, the fans of that show today are probably, you know, my son's friends, they know about it, and they're like 18, 19, 20 years old. And then I got guys who were, you know, 32, 33 years old who watched it 10 years ago when they were in yep. college. And, you know, it's sort of like, I always say it's it's your generation Seinfeld. You know, I watch Seinfeld. I watch every episode. These kids, you know, I, 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 I mean, everywhere I go, I go to airports, I go, and I got, you know, these guys coming up to me and go, Coach Marty, you know, and Dude, I love that comparison. That's so funny. That's so good. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to be somewhat relevant with that demographic of guys, you know, who really, right. you know, but they, they all expect me to go into the bathroom and do coke with them. But, you know. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> so, that so, sounds about right. So no more of that? <laughs> but you know what? It, it's, it's really fun. I mean, you know, it makes me, you know, kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Um, can't really talk about it right now, but I'm working on getting Marty Gaines back on the sidelines. So, uh, dude, I see, and I said that beforehand. Let me, I, let me tell him some. So, Ed, uh, we had Rob on the on the podcast not too long ago, Rob Ramsey, and uh, I pitched him this crazy thing that we should do for Netflix, and I'm like, the old cast all comes back. You're the dean now, like the principal or the athletic director. And then Alex Moran is quarterback coach, Harmon, special teams. Donnie's your assistant. And uh, Thad. Thad is defensive coordinator. And you guys just coach a whole bunch of degenerates. Who's the head coach? A little bit of a a version of that, you know. yeah, I mean it's it's something you know that I'm, you know we were we were all set to do another movie. Yep, yep, I remember I mean, we that. Were, we were, I'm sure Rob told you we were. I mean, I was signed, I made my deal, and 
to be honest, the world changed, you know, um, became a little more woke, if you will. I, I, don't I was just that. about oh to say, my gosh. We, we mentioned on there, and I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, uh, let's say, because there's some, there's some special TV shows that you just can't do anymore. And do you think the Blue Mountain State would pass in this culture to be a TV show out? Without without restricting anything that you no, guys no, no, did, no. changing anything. You know, you I think did. one of the one of the things that scared uh, our producers, you know, the big studio was, you know, the Blue Mountain State was very farcical, and you know, it was. Mm. Um, and, I, and I just remember Thad putting his face in a bowl of cocaine. Fucks. Yeah, and it was funny in 2011, 12, 13, but then. You know, and, and understandably so, you know, with the, the opioid epidemic and, you know, mm-hmm. kids were dying from doing drugs. It wasn't it wasn't funny like it was back then. Right. And I think that yeah. was a big reason why, you know, they kind of backed away from it. And um, I just think it would be very funny today addressing the new world we live in. And the new, you know, with the transfer portals and the, you know, I was just about to say, there's a lot of likeness type thing, and there's a lot of different things in college football, especially now that uh, or college sports in general, but college football, there's a lot of different changes from that TV show. You're looking at athletes that are getting paid, and you're looking at you know transfer portal. You're looking at everything else on that nature that can really change up that TV show and make it more fun. You know, you could have uh, Radon Randell come in and then go, you know, on a Nike deal real quick and pick up that from Blue Mountain State, X, Y, and Z. There, there's a lot of different fun stuff that you can have that's more relative to you know, this, this absolutely. generation. I, you know, I think it's, you know, having to change the name of their mascot. You know, somebody would find goats offensive because it's refers to something. So, Right. I think, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff you could have work. with I, it. I mean, make it a bit of a parody. And, um, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yes. pursuing that. I, I'm, I'm trying to get um, sort of a consensus among the fan base there. You know, right, right. Follow, we remember, you know, I remember when that put a, put movie a came out. there and we, say, who wants to watch, who wants to see a Blue Mountain State revival? And just see the reaction. God damn, I would imagine. I would imagine the uproar for that would be overwhelming for everybody in the cast as well to let you guys know that, like, hey, I mean, you said you said it everywhere you go. You know, you got random people calling your name, Marty and shit. People probably don't even know your real fucking name. They just know Marty because of how big that show was to everybody as us as as kids. We we gutted that show. We really truly loved it. And so these people that love you and everything that are hidden off whenever they find out that hey. Here comes Blue Mountain State again. I'd imagine the uproar of that would be overwhelming for everybody. Even, like, you're looking at Thad. You're looking at Alan, who is making big, big movies now. If he was willing to be Thad again, I think he would even be overwhelmed with the love that he had as a character. I remember when he's he's moved on. He's doing great. You know, I saw him a few months ago. Um, Yeah, I mean, you've got to kind of just – It'd be hard to bring the old cast back together. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm probably the only one who you could make any sense of having, you know, kind of bringing back the sensibilities of the show, you know, recreate it, 
during a different generation. You know, it'd be Blue Mountain State. It'd be a tricky kind of sell, but I think it would be. I mean, it's still Blue Mountain State is the college. I mean, you could definitely do that. And then you have, you know, this team. You got all the, you got the blue and orange, the football team coming in the locker room. Everybody's getting that sense of vibe. It's like, oh, it's Blue Mountain State. There's not the old cast. You know, everybody might be a little upset. And then here comes Coach Marty around the corner. Just just imagine, just imagine Coach Marty, who's been in self-imposed exile just quit coaching and some D3 school approaches them because they want to get a winning program. And you're talking about, you know, like having like bad news bears, him trying to make this D3 school into a, you know, a powerhouse and he's, and they make him coach the women's swim team because you oh know, my God. they don't do just one thing at a D3 school. You do many things. Dog, I love this. It would be really cr- funny to see here, him so like right. a fish out of water dealing with this, uh, you know. I went to oh, I went yeah. to an Ivy League college. And, you know, I, I just imagine what it would be like, like to lose Saban to have to go coach at Cornell where the no nobody has scholarships. They don't have football scholarships. You know, you get good players, but, you know, you can't recruit the way you can. It would be funny. I love that. Dude, that's a great idea. I, so so did we just get a little tease there, or is that you can't say anything farther? That was a little tease, you know. Oh, that was a tease, boys! Why oh, you gotta? Yeah. That was a tease. Uh, Making my dick Let, let all you listeners know about it, and they, tell them to follow me on on uh, on Instagram. Oh yeah, I got you. This <laughs> cocksucker just dropped my beer on my foot. What happened here? I just want to give you that, and it slid right through your hand. No, right off the table. Here, here. drink the drink the summer shandy then. He's no, he was but. What's that? No, that I'm talking to our Cody Ray behind you. He was gonna throw a bottle at him. Hold on, about to throw a bottle at me. What happens when you fumble our practice? We um, doing that show at Blue Mountain State was really, 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 really fun. I'll take that by light. Because we shot up in Canada, we we did it up in Montreal, which is one of the great cities. Fun cities you'll ever visit. Great food. It's very sexy. It's just a cool, cool place. I'm never allowed to go there. We spent three summers, June, (laughs) July, and August up there. And, uh, yeah, we we talked to we talked to Rob. We were gonna say that we can go up there and uh, visit him because he's still up there in Canada. Oh, he's still he's a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to do the bar crawl kind of deal. Then we realized that uh, two people – well, at that time, we only had three people in the cast. Now we have five. Uh, two out of the three could not go to Canada uh, because of certain, certain limitations. Yeah. So it was only me that was able to go. <laughs> so Are you able? Are uh, you able? Yeah, I'm good. You're good? What's, what's the liabilities? You, you criminal I, fucks? Yeah, we criminal. Uh, that's all right. Well, are they convicted Clear felons or is that it? I just got a DUI. Yeah, one, one of them. yeah. that's it. But hey, basically man, a felon. basically a felon there. You guys, you guys, you guys faked it, cocaine. We we have a real one over here. Holy shit! No, he did not. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Not at that time. 
No, that's fun. That's yeah. So he said that you guys had it up there and shit, and you guys had some good times. I wanted to ask you personally, what were your favorite moments shooting that? Because it seemed as if, like, outside of the, us being young, watching that TV show, interviewing Rob and getting more of the uh, background story of it, uh, we kind of realized that you guys had a really good connection from the whole cast, uh, that you guys were able to, like, bond together and such. I didn't know if you were a part of that with the players and any fun stories that you had uh, that maybe some people don't know. Well, obviously, I was the senior member of the cast, but, you know, we still, you know, when you go, when you do anything on location, you know, everybody's sort of in the same situation. They're they're away from home. So we we tended to kind of hang out together. Uh, But, you know, it was it was just uh, it was really kind of exciting and fun. We we. We, we went, you know, I, I would cook for everybody that come to my apartment. And, you know, it was just, it was just a, it was a summertime. We did some really fun stuff. And, and, you know, my favorite part of doing the show was that I got to make out with Denise Richards, which, um, hey, hey, that's an invitation, Evan. Let me tell you something, you know. When you get to be at this stage in, in your career that I am, you know, and you get cast in roles, they oftentimes cast you with women of your age. But I've been very lucky. And I always brag about the fact that my last wife on television was Denise Richards. And Hell that was, yeah. That was, uh, Hell she, yeah. She is a, a hottie and fun to work with, a really, you know, just a cool – a cool woman, and we uh, we had fun. We had fun. Hell yeah, that's awesome! No, yeah. you guys, uh, you guys definitely had quite some scenes on there, to say the least. And well, you uh, know so what? We, we we had a lot of really really hot girls working on the show. You know, they would. Did you? We didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have, have no, if you look at the extras, you know all the cheerleaders there. I mean. Oh but yeah! Oh yeah! It was, it, was hard, little... it was hard for me, you know. To Show us your knockers. Look at these girls. They got me through oh puberty. Oh my god, that scene was so goddamn funny. It was, that was the opening to one of the episodes. Was Thad was on the top, was just show me your knockers. <laughs> god, guys, that was so good. That show got me through puberty. Like yeah, I, know, I think today they would look at that as a bit of a sexist kind of, you know. Yeah. Like, I think as a society, we, we've slowly lost our sense of humor. And, um, Yep. It's kind of too bad, but you know what? It was uh, not on buggered up. We haven't. We'll still laugh our asses off at the best show. I know tell you that much. I know. I get it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah. So it was. Um, it was fun. You know, I still. Uh, I did an autograph show a few months ago with uh, Alan and and Darren and Romansky and. Uh, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, you were at the, and uh, Sam, the Jones, Sam Jones. So. Okay, cool. I was gonna say, take a sip of wine. That'll that'll bring it right back. There you go. Yes, yes. Anyway, um. Yeah. You guys, so did you, you guys, uh, hey, Rob informed us that all the, the alcohol on the set was fake as well as the, uh, the drugs. They were all, there are certain different <laughs> chemicals and such and whatnot that you can do, but, but not drugs. So we're not incriminating huh. you guys. 
Uh, you guys ever go out and have some parties and such? You guys ever drink? Uh, you know, do you guys get offset and you guys got a little messed up, had a good time and such of that nature? Or was it all business for the most what part? Do you, what do you think? <laughs> I, think, I think as a Blue Mountain State cat, is that, is that like pretty is that like a rhetorical question or what? Yes, that yeah, that was exactly trying to tee you up so then you could say, "Oh yeah, we got crushed, we got yeah. buggered up all the time." That was the cool thing about working in Montreal because most of us lived in the old port where all the bars and the restaurants and the nightlife, and you know we'd work all day. Sometimes on the, you know, like on a Friday, we'd work late. And uh, we all had like our drivers who would take us home and we'd all meet, at, at, you know, like a restaurant or a bar, like at midnight, and, you know, throw down a few pops, calm down, hanging out. It was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, it was, it was one of the uh, highlights of my acting career, getting to do that show and getting to shoot in Montreal. I mean, I can't speak enough about how great Good Montreal is. It's, it's a fun Yeah, no, the, yeah, the, the, the three boys can go. We'll definitely we'll, – us three goons will 100% go there. and We'll try and, you know, we'll meet up with hey, – well, you, can, you, can, you can drive there. I mean, it's, it's – it's, you know, it's just it's like eight cool, hours. It's a cool place. Great food, great bars, and – Really, really hot chicks. I mean, the girls there are just really just just great. You know, the extras that we had on the, you know, I it was, you know, I'm, I'm a married guy. God damn, it was it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm a married man as well. I, so I, 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 I had right, the scenes. I don't know if you remember the show where I had the the uh, stripper on my lap. You know, looking oh, at yeah. her face, and I'm rehearsing this scene, and she's sitting on my lap. She's this young. She had to be like 21 years old. I'm this old fart, and I'm like going, "Are you okay with this?" And you know, just relax. I mean, you know, I was trying to, you know, make her relax and everything. She was fine. I was the one who was nervous about it. You were uncomfortable. You're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is He's happening like, right now." Yeah, I mean, it was, up. it was, uh, it was, it was fun. But you know, they, they, they were all, you know, those French Canadian girls, man, they're just earthy and, you know, just, you know, they're not earthy. stuck up and. It was it was oh, fun. Yeah. Every, everybody in this room went, "What are they? They're earthy. What does that I, I, mean?" I, I was, thought he said girthy. I was like, "Oh, coach likes some thick." Coach <laughs> likes some thick. I love that. You uh, speaking of that scene and such. I wanted to ask you: Did you have any? Uh, did you have a favorite scene on the TV show that you had with yourself included? You know, that's a hard one. I had, you know, I had so many. I mean, I had. You know when you when you're doing a, a comedy, okay. Now you know I've done tons of um, drama in my career, you know, real serious shit and stuff. Yeah, he's on days of our lives. It is what it is. It's it's serious, and you know it's uh, you got to be focused, and you you know you, you kind of the, the the material dictates the kind of the mood. But when you're doing comedy. You're just laughing all the time. I mean, and you've seen outtakes of people working and, and they break up laughing. And I mean, it was it was hysterical. Like Alan was fucking hysterical. I mean, he would do some shit, and you know, he was um, he really took that role 
and made it into something that most actors would never do. I mean, he, you know, I love Alan. Alan's a, you know, somebody I, you know, have a lot of great feelings toward. He's a, he's a good guy. But, you know, when you, if you read the script and you read the character breakdown, who this guy is, Thad Castle, he took that role and made it into like, I mean, he was the breakout character on the show. And that was all him. You know, he, he, he let it all hang out and, you know, the high pitched voice, the choices he made as an actor were really incredible. Yeah, there had to be some extra work that he put into that to have that, that scream, that iconic scream that he had on almost every episode. That was <laughs> oh, just I mean, he was, he was, ear pitching. he was wonderful. He was, he, he is a, he had a, 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 a a field for comedy that was like, uh, you know, I'd be doing stuff with him and, and I'd break up laughing, you know, in these scenes. It was just, but, but, but the point is doing comedy is much more fun than doing drama. You're actually having fun doing it, you know, just trying to make it funny without, you know, it's, 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 it's not as easy, but it's more fun. It's more fun. Right. And Not we, nice and laid back and such. We had a lot of fun. I want to. I want to let the. Stuff. I want to let the room. Uh, before we get on to our segment of uh the ending of the Friday episode, I want to let the room ask any questions, guys. If you guys have one question, run it at Coach here. Uh, and then we'll end up doing the first load because I know and the reason why I want to hurry this up. Uh, fairy tale. Uh, to my left. Uh, your guys is right. Uh, his uh baked potato. His uh lovely woman's birthday is actually today. Um, so he's taking time out of it. He's getting in the doghouse a little bit to do the interviews and such. Yeah. So a round of applause to the man, Nick, right here. Nice love round of a little golf clap. Little golf clap. Love being in the doghouse. Oh, good clapping for him. For said, <laughs> said love being in the doghouse. That's all right though. <laughs> but you guys have uh, Evan. Do you have a question for Coach here? Oh, I got one question. Um, so we're on the uh, topic of Thad Castle, um, is he as wild outside of the show, like when you guys would go in Montreal, as he is on the show? Um, no, no. You know what? Nobody, nobody was. You know, we're, we're actors, and, and and you know, they, yeah. it was heightened reality, and and. and you know, Alan was just, uh, you know, very, you know, just a cool, quiet, not quiet, but, you know, wasn't anything like his cat, his character. You know, I don't want to disappoint you, but he was, uh, no, I feel like, I feel like Sammy would definitely be, uh, a part of his character a little bit. Sammy was, was probably the closest to his character. He, he's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> Big hand job guy. Yeah, Romanski is, is like <laughs> he was. You know, I mean, he was one of the writers, so you, you would hope he'd be crazy because he was creating this yeah, crazy shit. We and, learned yeah. we learned that uh, with Rob, but we ha- I had no idea. I always saw his no. name come up. I had absolutely no idea. Did you guys know that Sammy yeah, wrote? Don't watch the postscript. Yeah, I had no idea that, that I was like, That's I saw wild. it and I go, oh, that looks just like his name. Had no idea that legit was the actor and yeah. that was him. Yeah, I, 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 no. I, I can't Yeah, tell you had no idea? No. He's double talented. You taught Garrett something. There guy, you go. Guy can act and he can write. Yeah, I, I can't tell you why he changed. He's Chris Romano. He went to Romanski, but I guess that's a Hollywood thing. But he's, um, he and Eric Falconer, who created the show, were very, 
talent. We had a, we were lucky. We had a great group of uh, writers who, you know, wrote these scripts that were just. Some of them were, um, you know, you look back at them and, and and not to sound like you know whatever, but it was some funny, clever shit that that we did. You know, the word clever. Clever is, is, is very, uh, it's difficult to achieve. You know, you, when you're going for cheap laughs, you can do that. But when you do stuff that makes you take a second for it to hit you and see how funny it is, that's clever. And we did some stuff, you know, even looking back at it, that was just, you know, so really genuinely creative funny. And, you know, and, and Alan was, was, you know, the pocket pussy thing. I mean, that was, that was genius. That was the funniest shit that you, I mean, that, Everybody that was like, how they came up with that stuff. You know, it's amazing. Anybody remember the name? And it was, and the way they approached it, it was, it was really. The pocket pussy. What was the pocket pussy's name? It wasn't gross. It was funny. It was just funny. Anybody would look at it and. Coach, you know, coach, do you know the pocket pussy's name? No, I've <laughs> No. Anybody? Does anybody? No, I don't no. remember. Oksana. Oksana. Yeah. Oh my God. Didn't nah, he? Didn't this something to do with Vietnam or something or some? Yeah. His dad in Vietnam. <laughs> now you see that's funny shit. That's funny. You know, you'd never get away with that today. It's so good. Was... The story of his dad in Vietnam ties into a pocket pussy that he passed around the team that he had nightmares about because of the pocket pussy. Because he had to give up that stuff to be number one. Oh, that all that tied up it was so well. How how you know, that, that, the, the, the episode right. where the coach faints and they have to stick these cold things up his ass? I mean, oh yeah, that was your guys's. Uh, what's the, what's the what was the gimmick that you guys were trying to do? It was like the. Uh, when like the Cowboys usually have it every year, where they have like the video of, it, of themselves so it's for like the the preseason stuff, where they get like the vlog. What is that oh. called? Where the football team gets a video before it is. Anybody can help me. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm lost. Okay, it's a whole thing where like the team gets videotaped prior to the season and such. You see their training camp and you see how that is. Oh, it's interviews pre-season of the... photos. It's like, it's something hard like knocks? hard knocks. Yes, thank you. It's, it was like a runoff of hard knocks for Blue Mountain State, and so you had you guys. Right, right. We were we were taping the preseason and everything. And yes, yes, exactly. It was like it was it was such a good idea that you guys had for the that. <laughs> that, that was, and I saw that, that you actually that's just funny you, stuff, man. You know, it's gonna. You know, it's it's going to stand the test of time. People are going to always be able to laugh at that shit. And then, Fuck you know, it. Yeah. That's I, a sign of a funny, genuinely funny show. Right. There'll always be an audience for that. Even these young three, kids. Four or five you know, I know kids. You know, my son, he's 9 to 20. But, you know, I, I have kids coming up to me who are like 14, 15 years old. You know, it's almost like a rite of passage. You know, their, their older brothers say, you gotta watch this show, and it's like sex education oh, yeah. form. So I was trying to talk my wife into watching it with me, and she keeps saying no, and I'm like, just do it. I know she's not gonna enjoy it, but I'm like, just do it. Come on, please. Well, I know. You know what's funny is, you know, we talk about all the dudes that watch it, but you know, I've I've had so many girls come up to me, you know, and like freak out when they see me. Oh God, Coach Marty, we love you. So it's oh, not just oh, – it's predominantly so guys, but there's girls who watch it. You tell them to get that. in line, Coach. <laughs> I love that. Cody Ray, do you got any questions for Coach here? Yeah. Um, when you got um, casted the role of Coach Marty, did you 
look for any of your prior coaches for inspiration? Like, did any of your old coaches kind of inspire the role that you played? I heard the question. And you know what? I've told this story before. When I auditioned for the role of Coach Marty, I was the first actor to go in and read for the part, audition for the part. Okay? And... You know, I rehearsed the scenes and, you know, I went and sat in a room with like eight people and, and, you know, I, I did these auditions. But my inspiration was my high school football coach. Ooh. A guy named Emil Karlick. Okay. Emil Karlick was, he's about five foot nine built like, a, you know, big arms. He, he played college baseball. He was this, he was just a strange dude, man. And I remember we were playing a team my sophomore year in high school. I went to New Milford High School in New Jersey. And we were playing a team, Saddlebrook High School in New Jersey. We were 0-7. And, and they were 0-7. Oh, God damn, that's a bad game. We were both 0-7. And we're in the locker room before the game. And Emil Karlick comes into the locker room. And he goes, all right, you guys, listen up. We're playing Saddlebrook today. They stink. And you stink. Now we're going to see who stinks the most. And I never forgot that speech. It was so, you know, like we were going, Ugh. but when I went in to audition for Marty Daniels, I, I channeled that speech pattern that he had. I remember the first speech I ever did on the show. I go, once upon a time, some weak, pathetic pussy coined the phrase, winning isn't everything. Well, I'm not one of those people. You know, and, and I and I, I all I ever that. thought about was Emil Karlick. I love that. And and I used that every time I would do a scene. Every time I would do a scene where you know I would I would always I would run that through my brain. I would go, "You stink, and they stink," and then I would do the scene. I just tried to get this speech pattern that was you know, and I was successful most of the time. But that was my inspiration. Like, right there. He, he's passed away, so he, you know, he's not going to be offended by that. But um, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to see that on some merch or something. Definitely get a T-shirt of that. You stink, they stink. Who stinks the most? <laughs> we're going to see who stinks the most. Yeah, you know, we were all excited because we thought we could finally win a game. He sort of took that wind out of our sails when he did that. We we end up winning, but. It was- <laughs> <laughs> that made us feel like there was no fucking shot, but yeah, we're gonna kick their ass, uh, <laughs> Coach. God, it's damn not it. the way to motivate your team, you know, when you're, you know, haven't won a game yet, you know. Yeah. That's when so you're talking about, funny. I was like 15 years old. That's so funny. I love that, Garrett. Do you have a question? I ain't got no. He's already answered everything I was even thinking. I of, fucking dude. love that. <laughs> awesome. You've already filled the bucks of him. Cody Ray, were you done with questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Nick, you got any questions for uh, Coach here? Yeah, Ed, I got two questestions for you. I'll ask the first one because it's pretty simple. I'm so fucking scared. I'm sorry. Yeah, how, every time you... 
God damn it. How do you stay so good looking being at your age? Like, what's that regimen, man? So I can channel that. And, you know, I want young. I, w- I would like, you know, young girls. Not. Oh, God. Never mind. Just how, what's that regimen? <laughs> J- jail. Jail. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know what? Um. Ed is so curious about you, Nick. I know he is. The first thing you asked him was towel whip. The second thing was, how do you look so good so I can pick up young women? Oh, I, t- I take it as a compliment. You know, um, I've been I've been kind of lucky because my, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. And obviously I trained, you know, when I was a professional athlete. And then when I went to Hollywood, I probably worked out harder as an actor than I did as an athlete. Oh, you know, when I was playing football, I would after the season was over, you know, I pretty much took off maybe two or three months, you know, and I, I play some pickup basketball, but I didn't start training for the next season until literally maybe eight weeks before the season would start. Oh, you know, man. When we started in August, I, I would start to work out in June. You know, and I was partying. I was having a good time, you know. Oh, but yeah. I never I never really. But then when my career was over and I went to Hollywood, I realized early on that they weren't going to hire me because I was Marlon Brando. They were hiring me because I could take my shirt off. And I did more I movies where I was the boyfriend. And back in the eighties, it was uh, there was always these women in peril movies, these TV movies that that were, they were making, and it was always about the girl. And I was the boyfriend all the time. I'll do it. You know, I was either the understanding boyfriend or the asshole boyfriend. And it was really fun. But I always had, you know, one scene where I had to take my shirt off. And, you know, it was sort of cheesy, but that's why they were hiring me. So I worked out. Right. I mean, I was I was ripped, you know. I mean, I was in such good shape. I slimmed down. And, but I was, you know. I bet you know, you're still in that shape. Don't downplay yourself like that. I bet you're still hitting the weights and everything. Well, I, I, you know, but, but that's my point. You know, it, it became sort of like a drug for me. And, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but, you know, I, I've, I've been so used to working out, it kind of – it's a chemical deal in my body. And if oh, I that kind of that puts you for, in a little bit of a bad place. I can see I can see that happening. If I sure. don't work out for like two or three days, I start to feel really shitty. So I do it. And I hate it. I hate working out. That's what I drink. I mean, I love to golf, but I force myself to work out. And I, it ain't fun anymore because my body is beat up right now. You know, I, I need, I think I need everything replaced except my penis. <laughs> Pardon? That still works. We're good. That still works. I guess that brings me to my second question, Ed. Uh, can you take your shirt off? Or will you take your shirt off? Anymore? No, no. I, I, I don't do that anymore. Oh, I'm just kidding. Nice that nice leads part. me to my second no, question. He's not. He just got done no. talking about his penis. And he I said, know. that leads me to my second question. I go, what the fuck are you about to ask? I, know. I was just messing. But well, I guess my gun, second baby. question is... <laughs> the career is done. Uh, who would you uh, 
who would you maybe recommend or want to see be interviewed by us on the podcast next? Like from the Blue Mountain State era? Well, that's a good question. You know what? You you should probably uh, reach out to Romanski. He, he'd be fun. Yeah. Be yeah. He would give you some really insight as to, uh, you know, you, fun you stuff. He's, he's a funny guy. He's, he's, oh, you know, he's still – you know, doing stuff in Hollywood and, and uh, you know, Hell staying yeah. current. And he's a really right. talented guy. I think uh, you would you think, enjoy yeah. it. And he would probably enjoy doing it. So, Hell yeah. Do you think he still has that mascot uniform? <laughs> <laughs> you know I got a funny story, it's really, actually. It's really kind of sad because, you know, I thought, you know, I thought we were going to do another fourth season. So I didn't take any of my um, – Damn, so nobody got anything because everybody thought that there was going to be some yeah, extra? exactly, exactly. I would have stolen all kinds of shit had I known it was a little Hell yeah. Thing. Fuck yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't take my visors. There was bedazzled pants. The visors? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I wonder how many fucking things you need. The I wonder visors. how many people asked him to bedazzle him. Yeah, yeah dude. Was, that um, had to be a topic from the women that listened. Very sad. It was very sad. When I found out we weren't going to do a fourth season... I was really, uh, I was really disappointed. I thought yeah, it was just bad timing. That visor would be iconic on the golf course for you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely a need. Man, Travis, you got a question? A, taking a one shot on Boogered up, and you have Garrett just speed out of here because he's about to explode from piss. That's so funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's only had one rookie. I, he's like a beer and a half, maybe. I mean, golly. <laughs> Uh, I do have one question for you, uh, and then we'll get into our last segment. Uh, first loads, we'll wrap that up really quick, and then we'll get Nick out of here so he's not in too much of the doghouse. Um, I do know the movie uh, Division Three Football Finest. What is it? Division Three Football Finest. It has uh, uh, Andy Dick in it. No. Damn. Okay. Oh. I was going to ask, because Andy Dick kind of resembles a little bit of Marty Daniels a little bit. Maybe he's a little crazier. But I wanted to know, who was the better coach in your opinion? Do you think it was Marty Daniels, or do you think it was Rick Vice? Andy Dick, the comedian you're talking about? Yep, yes. yep. yep. He, yep. He, plays a, he plays a role in uh, Division Three Football Finest. where he's, he's a head uh, coach. Division Three head coach. He's a head coach. Uh, he's a Neanderthal. Everybody like, fired him because of all of his tactics and such because he would like cut off the water at practice and whatever. And he uh, he ended up uh, – they ended up doing a decent team, I believe. I don't remember the ending of that really too much. But the movie was absolutely fucking hilarious. And – I didn't know if you've seen it or by any means know of it. I didn't know if you I never, could compare. I, I never heard of it. I never heard of it. Well, our money right now is on uh, Marty Daniels. Don't let it. Don't let us lie to you. All you know, right, we think I we hope, got. I we think you got. We him. can talk again, and we're uh, Marty's back on the sidelines. Oh, oh, that would be Lordy. awesome. Oh lordy! All right, uh, I think Garrett is that you on the other side of the door. All right, you got done. If you didn't have to pee that bad, if it was only a two and a half second piss, <laughs> dude's got Hurry the bladder. Run to your chair, Andale, Andale. Dude's okay. got the bladder yeah. of a nineteen-year-old. I'm supposed to be the one getting up to pee all the time. 
Yeah. What do you say? What do you say? I'm supposed to be the one getting up to pee all the time. <laughs> yeah, I see him just playing so- solid down there. There you go. He's a little early stages of ED. I love it. All right, guys. Oh, we're gonna wrap up here after this. All right, let's go. go we're gonna go around the room. We're gonna finish it off with Coach here for the uh, first load Fridays, guys. If you do not know what the first load Friday is, we will remind you. First load Friday. You're heading to the bar this weekend. You're heading with your boys. You're about to go drink some beers. You're about to go watch a UFC yeah, yeah. fight. You're about to go watch a goddamn football, maybe. <laughs> Football's not on right now, but you can watch the old football games. Yeah, or, better yet, yeah. sit down with your boys and watch Blue Mountain State. And get All right? fucked up. But, regardless of it, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and sit down with the boys and get fucked up. I thought you said bricked up. I was like, no. you're really <laughs> sus this episode. You know that? I wonder why we made gay Facebook. <laughs> but, no, guys... Uh, first of Friday is where we're going to give you that encouragement to get through this. It's Friday. You're done with your work week. You're listening to us right now on audio and YouTube. Download us on all the platforms. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, guys, first load Friday. Cody Ray, you're starting off as usual. Um, you just got off work, got out of the shower, fire up that grill and throw a big old juicy steak on there. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's going to get some food in your stomach so you can consume Mass amounts of beer. I love that. And just have a great night. You get a steak. What is the first side you're going to? Potatoes. Yep. Baked potato, Baked 100%. Potato, 100%. Loaded. Evan. Evan. What is your first no, that's Friday? Not, that's not, you fucked up the road. It's all right. The order is here. All right. The order is He's, here. He was tripping out. He said that he, you took his fucking thing. He wanted a steak, so I helped Garrett out. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Garrett, uh, fucking tell the people. You got a mic in your face, son of a bitch. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> pussy? He's just shaking his head. Just because you're pissed pussy. doesn't mean you don't have to talk. Hey, yeah. Cody Race just heard that it took his woman in the OnlyFans thing last week. Oh, so he had yeah, to take that's, my that's fair. That's fair. You probably that's moaned. Fair. Jennifer Aniston, Evan. I'm taking your fucking steak. Evan, you didn't <laughs> let the people know your first load Friday last week, so you got to let them know what it is this that's week. true. First load Friday this week. Uh, get off work on a Friday. We're all trying to retire early around here. Toss the ladies' feet picks up online. Oh, shit. With consent, though. With consent? No consent. No, no consent, consent, Evan. We're trying to be secret millionaires over here. I like with it. With the feet? I mean, yeah. I don't think you can Prenups get in trouble. Prenups only, huh? Look, I feel like you can get in trouble with the feet picks without consent. Why? 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 You're showing their body. Is that your... Dude... Oh, God, we'll get into that in another episode. I saw an interview from a dude, fucking Buck Wild. This dude's a maniac. He was saying some wild shit about how 100% of uh, OnlyFans pro, uh, profit from his lady goes to him because he's not going to sell out his market and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is Word. that? Word. No, that's not a good mindset. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a trip, Garrett, dude. you're up, Chief. You're a Communism. Garrett, what's your first little Friday, man? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Dog. You're still thinking? Do you need Nick to go? Oh, come on, Dude, Princess. I had that shit wrote down. This is You're why terrible. we come around to the table ago. and we tell each other our first little Friday prior. I what got yours? you. So, all right. You can't be raw dogging these randoms no more. There's no way that we're doing raw dogging randoms three weeks in a row. No, dude, you just can't raw dog randoms no more. You can't go out there and just... Nick doesn't imply anything. God damn no, it. No, okay, what's raw... Your first, what's your first load Friday? Go. All right, so you're going to go home, and you're going to start that lawnmower, that brand new oh. lawnmower you just got, and you're going to mow the fucking yard so you can get some ass on a Friday night. Oh, my God. 
Does mowing, does getting the yard work help anybody with getting that? Absolutely. The uh, yard looks a lot better. How do you how do you not get booty when your yard looks terrible? <laughs> coach is like fair. No, no, I saw. I looked up and saw coach. Coach looked at his wife and was like. Can you can you help can you help with that? <laughs> what a yes, what a word. round of applause! He must round mow the grass applause. today. He must mow the yard. I love it. Have you you just mowed the yard, didn't you? Oh yeah, he's drinking. He goes, yup, most certainly. Garrett, do you have anything still? Yes, I do. You want to you want to make up to your lady for what Evan just said? Take her out on a date. Oh she my. might forget about it. You're a loser. She might forget Boring. about it. You're a loser. Might. Boring. Oh, yeah. Don't buy Twisted Tees either because you probably moan when you wipe your ass. Yeah, that's yeah. a terrible take because uh, Twisted Tees yeah, are Twisted undefeated. Twisted Tees are great. You can shotgun no. Twisted Tees with no carbonation because you don't. there's no problem with it. You can Watch your mouth, Nick. That's, that's strike one. I would rather drink no. a Smirnoff. That's strike one. Tea. Wow. Oh, wow. We're I'd rather crazy be ice than drink it. Yeah. Guys, uh, my first load Friday is definitely going to be something that they you can look forward to in the future. What? I said you guys moan when you wipe your ass. Every day. Something what? you look forward to in the future is my first load Friday, guys. So when you're getting on there, you know it's prime weekend, uh, or no, it's prime next couple days. Yeah. But order yourself something for pre-orders. <clears throat> get yourself something that you'll get in a couple months and you'll forget about it. So you know what you can do? You can treat yourself in a couple months. You don't even remember it. And you get that present, and you're like, Oh yeah, me. thanks me. I appreciate. Oh, I like that. that. I like. I just that. did this. You just did that? That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Hell yeah. I need to fucking do that. I'm going right, to pre-order a kitchen uh, set. Last but not least, oh, what is your first load Friday? Well, I'm headed to New Jersey tomorrow. Going down okay. to Jersey Shore. So come Friday, I'm going to be eating cherry stone clams on the half show. Drinking oh, a beautiful shit. bottle of uh, Pinot Grigio. Oh, little Pinot Grigio. God, God, damn, God I love sweating. a little Pinot Grigio. And, God, and, and with all due respect, I haven't mowed my own fucking lawn in, lawn in 50 years. Ah, that's the oh! yes, sir! That's the most disrespectful flex I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and so we're ending this off, and I'm going to flex on everybody, yeah. sir. <laughs> I fucking love that, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody, yeah. round of applause for everyone. Thank you. Guys. Up. Yeah. Appreciate your so time. much for joining us tonight. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media platforms. They can keep in touch. What you got going means. on in your life? You let the yeah, people know. Plug too. them in. What, yeah, what's happening in the future? You know what? I'm just, uh, you know, I've come to the conclusion that um, yeah, I did a movie that's going to be released next year, a holiday movie, like one of those Hallmark movies. Um, it's called uh, Unicorn for Christmas. Kind of corny, but you know it was fun. My but, parents uh, will watch it. You know, I, I I've come to the realization that it. the concept of work is more exciting than actually doing it. I don't like. Yeah, it's hard, man. The older you get, you know, it's it really sucks being on like a location and staying in a hotel. When I was a young single guy, I'd be picking up waitresses and shit. But now, you know, being a happily married guy, it's boring, man. You just like, you know, you sit at a bar, eat by yourself, and try to make conversation with people who really don't want to even talk to you. It's um, it's not that much fun anymore. 
So right. anyway, I, I, you know, I moved, I moved from Los Angeles to Charleston, South Carolina, 11 years ago. And when I did that, it, uh, you know, kind of made it a little more difficult for me to, to work. But you know what? I didn't want to live in Los Angeles anymore. So it, Makes sense. it was worth the sacrifice. And I still, you know, I get opportunities to work. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a man of leisure, babe. I like to eat, drink, and play golf. And I love it. Love that. Same. And go fishing. That sounds like that sounds like boogered up right there. So you're part of you're you're a boogaholic is what we're getting at. I think at the end of this episode we can understand that Ed is a boogaholic. But Ed, we appreciate you very much for joining on tonight. Uh, appreciate guys, your time so much. Yes. Good, good time. Thank, Thank you for inviting me, and um, I'm sure we'll uh, hopefully we'll have a, an occasion to do this again when I have something relevant to talk about so uh keep absolutely oh you always have something relevant to talk about don't you worry you You always have a spot here man hey well you you leaked a little something crazy on the boogered up podcast so maybe maybe after that maybe during that maybe we can get you you know i just just as long as it's not you know about a divorce uh we'll come back you know Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love that. Guys, this is Boogered Up. We'll be signing off. Uh, catch you on Monday. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Download yes, us sir. all on platforms. Rate us five stars. Do everything you need to do. It's Friday, right? This yes, is Friday. Sir. Catch us on yeah. the fucking stories because we're about to go absolutely fucking crazy. Cody Ray, me and Nick, we're heading out to goddamn Minnesota. The boys on On Tap Podcast. Yes, sir. They're going to have us. They're inviting us over. We're going to be doing that whole thing. We're going to be recording an episode with them, shooting a bunch of content. It'll be up on the stories. We'll be doing videos galore. It'll be awesome. And uh, Great time. Dude, we just had fucking add on, man. What a great time. Uh, we'll catch you guys on Monday, though. Go Goats! Go Go Goats, goats, goats. everybody! Go Goats! Go Goats, baby!